Hello and welcome to True Crime Diary, in which we take a light-hearted look at a serious subject. Every two weeks we look back through the stories of true crime to find an event that took place on this week in history. I'm your host Mark Decano and with me as always are my friends Jed Lester Hello and Rue Turner Hello Please leave a review on Apple Podcasts if you can and if you can't you can always email us to stuff at truecrimediary.co.uk and in appreciation of every five star review we'll give you a shout out on a future episode. So the date we're looking at this week is the 17th of June and in 1934 William Vinicom, a clerk at the left luggage office of Brighton Railway Station, noticed a smell coming from an unclaimed plywood trunk. The police were called and they opened the trunk to discover the dismembered torso of a woman. A short time after a call to other stations led to the discovery of another trunk at King's Cross in London containing the unfortunate woman's legs. The press referred to the unknown victim as the girl with the pretty feet. Really? Yeah. Mm. <laughs> and just imagine the memo that went out to the train stations to go and smell the cases. <laughs> smell so, my trunk. Wait, you want me to track the smell? No, no, no. My sniffing tracking days are way behind me. Well, uh, was this both found on the same day? Uh, no, it was a short, short time between them. So they found the torso in Brighton Station. They sent the word out to other stations. So say, you know, check your luggages. And yes. Uh, at King's Cross, they found... Part two of the woman. I wonder if they started off together and one of them changed at Gatwick or something. <laughs> um, I'm sure she started all together. She did. Yeah, yeah, yeah. We could, that's one thing we could assume. Is that she, it so was, they, they are together initially connected. They they are literally. They were literally connected. Well, they were literally physically connected yeah, yeah, yeah. at one point, and then they were disconnected. Right. So, um, what did the police initially suspect? Well, weirdly. They mm-hmm. suspected foul play, what with them being dismembered and put in yeah. trunks mm-hmm. and set on train journeys. If that was a, uh, if that happened today, what's it technically called? The, uh, the Brighton trunk, uh, murders. Murders. The Brighton trunk murders. It'd be called the Brighton wheeled suitcase <laughs> uh, murders. The trunky murders. Because it was only about, I'd say, not even. Ten, uh, probably a bit more than ten years ago, so that suitcases finally got wheels. Yeah, uh, trunks would have been yeah. plywood trunk. I mean, plywood how, trunk. how yeah, yeah. heavy would that be? Since anyone's had a wooden trunk, exactly. Yeah, yeah. and then a trunk, a steamer trunk, and even then, wheels. Forget it. Yeah. Gonna have to lug this. I'm going to carry this massive. But when thing. you're designing something which empty weighs twenty, yes. thirty kilos, that's yeah. the time you put the wheels on. Yeah, right there. But it's a recent, it's a recent phenomenon. Is your it wheel? Is, it is recent. But that's the other thing because when I always think of the like, these big steam trunks and everything, you always see the the, the images, the, the old movie images, mm. like, a leather the dock workers, yeah, like, yeah, the yeah. Ocean, loading the ocean liners. First thing they do with a big pile of trunks is they put it on a wheel dolly and wheel it. It's like, has no one looked at that guy. Like, I know. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> Why don't we put the wheels on to start? <laughs> yeah. I, I hate to ask this, but I know the way these podcasts go. Yes. <laughs> Did the two trunks comprise the whole of her? Uh, they did not. No, it was torso and legs. The head and arms were right, weren't okay. found. Had no head and le- no head and arms. But no her feet were. But her feet were, and they were very pretty. Very pretty. They were. They were said to be. They looked like they were dancers. Yeah, right. right. Have they seen a dancer's feet? Well, not in isolation. I actually did. Like some it. of the messiest things I've ever seen. <laughs> they are, aren't they? I've seen dancers' <laughs> feet. Builders' hands. 
I know, I know they are. I've seen ballet dancers. Stars dance. and calluses and warts. Ballet dancers' feet. I've seen ballet dancers. And they are a mess. My feet hurt. Maybe yeah. she had nice shoes on. They were pretty, uh, go with pretty shoes. I couldn't see her toes. I'd suggest you'd never danced in her life. Well, we don't know, do we? Do we know anything about... No. We know she was 25. Okay. You we know. know that. You always know the age. I always go out in the, You always go straight for the age. No arms. We don't know no anything head. about her. Uh, she's 25. <laughs> she had dance. lovely feet and she was 25. That's all we need to know. Yeah. She had her birth certificate tattooed <laughs> on her knees. The other woman, um, the Thames torso, man. Yeah. You didn't know anything about her, but you knew her age. Was, yeah. yeah. Well, again, have you never seen bones? Was it the same? <laughs> yeah, but they... Or the have you never seen de-bone. an episode of Bones? <laughs> they debone her to find. They debone her. Were you saying she was filleted? Uh, I don't know. Do, am I? <laughs> the, <laughs> I don't know. What are you saying? Well, I don't know how they know. Look at I the mean, bones. I you, could have a, you can dig up prehistoric people and say, "Oh, this person was male, female, this age. This was what they ate." Yeah, you could look at somebody's feet alone and have a general idea of where what their foot size yeah, was. How? <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Can you? Yeah. I mean, obviously, baby feet. Baby feet. These are the feet Dancer's of a child. Feet. Know, then. Baby feet. Old lady's feet. <laughs> yeah. Somewhere in between. In between. Yeah. yeah. Okay. All right. Fine. Mystery solved. Stand corrected. <laughs> um, as in the torso mystery of which we spoke previously. Yes. yes. Twenty-five and five months pregnant. Oh. Now, no more than that was known. She was otherwise unidentified. Enter. Here's a bit of an aside. Enter. Someone we haven't talked about, but we really should have talked about up to this point because we've yep. given uh, a fair bit of outing for Mr. Albert Pierpoint. We have, yeah. An- another character who... Friend of the podcast. Friend of the podcast. <laughs> yep. The late friend of the podcast, Albert Pierpoint. We, here's another character we should have probably mentioned up until now, but we haven't. Sir Bernard Spilsbury. All right. Are you familiar with Sir Bernard Spilsbury? Um, Was he in the same racket of hang- hanging? No, he was the uncle of the doughboy. <laughs> Spilsbury, not Pillsbury. <laughs> Shout out to Pillsbury Toaster Pockets. Best thing ever made. Don't uh, make them anymore, sadly. Not, not a sponsor. I was going to say, I look forward to a free one of those. <laughs> well, you can get them in America, but they don't make the pizza ones. Why don't you make the pizza ones, Pillsbury? Yeah. Damn your eyes. Anyway, back to the headless so, torso. So Bernard, not Pillsbury. So Bernard Spilsbury, he yep. was pathologist. Turn of the century pathologist. And he carried out post-mortems on the Crippen case, the Snedden case, mm-hmm. the Snedden poisoning, the Brides in the Bath killings, the Armstrong poisoning, the Podmore case, the Blackout killer, the Blazing Car murder. All huge cases at the time. He was the pathologist on those cases. He because absolutely he was, Because he was the best one or the most was, experienced yeah, one. He was the best. And once you've done a couple, you get called in for the other one and it just snowballs, I guess. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> I know, really. It yeah. was a very good uh, witness in court as well because he absolutely dominated the courtroom and people right. were like, really, he was a very charismatic character. But he would have just dealt in fact as opposed to opinion, so he... Yeah. Wouldn't he? You'd hope. Well, yeah. I would assume so. Yeah. Yeah. These are the facts of the case and they are undisputed. So the Pierpoint thing... It was because there weren't many hangmen, and he yeah. got a main he got contract. Some of the, big, the big cases, well, but he, this guy he was is the most efficient. Yeah, yeah. But this guy was more just the best at yeah. what he does. Yeah, I'll I'll say he was criticised um, a bit later on 
in his career because he seemed to be so he was very confident but he clearly became overconfident in his own infallibility you're no match for my brains yeah. um, he always worked alone he wouldn't do academic research and things like this so he got a lot of um, short shrift from some quarters yeah. no reason no academic research yeah. yeah so what's he basing his funding <laughs> <laughs> that's what I mean yeah. yeah he didn't do like a lot of peer review stuff but he basically he had what known things and he would he would highlight them and it seems like he didn't think anyone was his a peer ex- of his maybe. his experience I suppose yeah he, he, uh, when you have a see a crime scene they'll have detectives and they'll have like a murder bag so they'll have the evidence yes. bags and like tweezers and gloves and all that stuff that was his idea he came up with that yeah right In the did he come up with the white line around that <laughs> I don't know I don't think so because that's quite a good idea yeah that's a Soco thing in the US they call it a CSI I think or at least the TV would have us believe. Yeah. Crime scene investigator. In, in Britain, it's called a SOCO, which is a... SOCO? Yeah, Scene of Crime Officer, S-O-C-O. Yeah, right. Do they do... They don't do that over here, do they? What, the chalk line? Yeah. Oh, no, I don't think so. Do they? I'm assuming they don't, but... Well, they would have done at one point. I don't think they do it now. I think that's a... a I don't like know. A 50s, 60s thing. Is it? I think so. Seems a bit... Uh, don't know. Not part of my uh, research. I don't even know why you would do it. Um, well, so you can remove the <laughs> you remove the body, body and, and then, then carry on with the crime yeah, scene. Yeah, and then the crime scene investigators will do their investigating. So this is where he was. If he was here, and the shooter's over there. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm doing a lot of miming <laughs> and pointing. <laughs> point it's, it's great radio. <laughs> yeah, yeah. It's not yeah, more of a visual aid, but uh, yeah, it's basically. Um, you know the men at work sign. Yeah, it's yeah. it's that that's died. That person that's died. The style of uh, what, out, the, outline the outline of the, of the body. Uh, yeah. yeah, yeah. Hang on, did he? Inv- have I just made up? Have I, do I think now that man? <laughs> well, I'm not aware that he made that, but okay. someone could he, have done it. He didn't. Then. <laughs> probably, no, he probably didn't. I know one one thing about him. He was involved in some. Uh, it's again, and I'm I'm doing a tangent of a tangent. Good. So I like them. During the war, he assisted oh, yeah. in a project called Operation Mincemeat. Oh yeah, I know that. You know about? Yeah, that. I know that. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Oh, yes. It, which is a fantastic. Yeah, story. it is. It's yeah, brilliant. It is. It, must admit, I can't sometime. remember why it's. <laughs> can't remember why it's called mincemeat. But anyway, the it's well, absolutely <laughs> mega. Let's put it this way: a, a very well-known pathologist was involved in, it, in mincemeat. Oh, uh, oh so, really? Yeah. <laughs> oh, God. So the story well, is. You, I gave is, you um, mincemeat tonight. <laughs> think on <laughs> hang on a minute so br- very briefly the story of Operation Mincemeat is it was a diversionary tactic Britain did an awful lot of like um, pretense and bluffing to try yes. and divert the Germans Double to what we were doing yeah, you know, yeah. the dummies for the Normandy landings the fake army at, at, at Dover to, do- to make them think we were invading at Dover that's yes right. one of them was when they, they were um, they were going to attack Sicily and Italy they did a diversionary tactic to make the Germans think that Britain would invade Greece. And what they did was they basically, they got a dead body. Yes, it was, and it, they dumped it in the sea, didn't plane. they? Yeah, yeah, yeah. 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 And, and they then they it up and with deliberately it planned saying about the invasion of yeah. Greece. They, they instigated so it was found. Yeah, by so the Germans found the, 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 Germans, the dead right, body. Okay, yeah, yeah. With all the plans on it, and then radio traffic basically said, "Oh, they're going to invade." Greece. I mean, that is but all the time we were going to invade Italy through systems. I mean, that is a mega, isn't it? I mean, th- that said, understandably, the first question is, "Hang on, 
which body, whose body was that? But it yeah. was a, it I was don't know. all identity papers and everything on it. So they had yeah, no, I know. To it is. Respect yeah, yeah. who it was. Now that was based on an idea that was called the Trout Memo. Came up with the idea and it's based on trout fishing. It's about lo- a lure, you know, yes. lure, luring, yeah, yeah, luring yeah, yeah, them yeah. in. And that memo not was... because he swam with the fishes. Not because he swam with the fish. That was written by two men. The Director of Naval Intelligence, who was named Rear Admiral John Godfrey, and his assistant. And his assistant's name was Ian Fleming. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Mm. Was he really? Mm-hmm. I'm trying to remember where... Well, anyway, yes, he was highly, highly experienced in those... Yeah. Espionage. Yeah, big, big on the spyage. Yeah, and yeah. put it to use. Put it to great use. Uh, anyway, that's the story of Operation Mincemeat and Sir Bernard Spilsbury. Sadly, Spilsbury, uh, he lost two sons during the war and he, um, he didn't have a very great life after that. He, he uh, took his own life after the war because of his sadness. Yes, but he did, that's made a, Yeah, but he did, um, despite uh, later, uh, let's say, his uh, discoloration of his career, he did contribute an enormous amount. And he was in a lot of uh, important cases. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So there you go. So the case that we're talking about the tr- there, the trunk case, now, it, despite all of this investigation and the study of the body and everything else, it was not solved. However, it led to something quite interesting. So the, the thing that we're about to talk about is what hasn't been solved? No. The thing we're about to talk about is the other trunk case. The one in London? No. <laughs> Stay with me. There was another one in London. In the course of investigating this Brighton trunk case. Yes. They found another Brighton trunk case. Oh, okay. All right. Because <laughs> the, uh, there was another smell in the other side of the room. <laughs> Hang on, it smells still here. So just investigation. Well, how, how does that lead to another, what, find, literally finding a body in a case? They found another trunk with another body in it. Right, right, right. Unrelated, entirely unrelated to this. But because they were looking in, into this case, they found the other one. Unrelated? Completely unrelated. Really? Yeah. All right, fine. I, <laughs> I bow to your... Seems a bit... If you're going around sniffing trunks, you'll probably find things. Yeah. I suppose so. As a rule of thumb. Just yeah. just keep sniffing, you'll find something. Yeah. And you got to keep on keeping on. I can't. I'm, I think they're related. Do you? <laughs> Don't know. <laughs> so let me tell you then the story of Tony Mancini and Violet K. <laughs> no, not a story. <laughs> I'm thinking of Henry Mancini. That's Spanish flea. That's, yeah, not Is that Henry Mancini? <laughs> hey, Tony. <laughs> anyway, carry on. Tony. Tony. So Tony Mancini, 26, and Violet K, 42, uh, they had a tempestuous relationship. They'd met in London where K had been a dancer and a prostitute. Mancini was a waiter and a bouncer. Now, they moved to Brighton in 1933 um, and they moved around living at various addresses using different names and because of their changes of address, changes of alias, they were known to the police, okay? This is Brighton, south coast of the UK, isn't it? It is. Okay. Where are you thinking? Just checking. (laughs) What other Brighton is there? Brighton. Loads of Brighton. Is there? You can't move for Brighton. That's around here. You can't move for Brighton. Well, anyway, for our foreign... T, capital B. For our foreign listeners... (laughs) South coast of England, 50 miles south of London, basically. Yeah. So they're known to police. They had uh, they had quite a number of public arguments, although l- witnesses later would say they had a good relationship. So take that what you will. 
On the 10th of May in 1934, Kay, while drunk, had a very public blow-up at a seafront cafe. Is that your birthday? Uh, yes, it is. Yes. That's rude. I bet that ruined it. Yeah. Those people. 10th shouting. of May is a very significant day in history. Look it up. Everything, good, it really? everything, everything that ever happened happened on that day. Everything that ever happened. <laughs> yeah, everything ever. Trust me on this. So they had Don't a big shouting match and ruined your party. Ruined my birthday, yeah. yeah. <laughs> she accused Mancini of being over-familiar with a teenage waitress. Hey, how you doing? Okay. Hmm. But the funny thing is that the next day, Mancini told friends that Kay had moved to Paris. And he gave some of her clothes and personal effects to the waitress, Elizabeth Antrell. Literally the, the next waitress. day. Yeah, the next day. moved yeah. to Paris. Yeah. She's moved out, yeah, yeah. Mm, okay. Now, he, uh, he then moved to... Um, Paris. <laughs> <laughs> he moved to a flat in Kemp Street. Uh, Kemp Street, I know where that is, yeah, yeah. My cousin used to live one road over in Tidy Street. <laughs> um, and there's another road... They're all Unkempt Street. No, it was, it was, there's another Dirty road, Street. one one road over called Over Street. <laughs> but the um, they're all just to paint the picture. They are all kind of terraced, kind of. Th- they're all three story, but like townhouses. Kind yeah, of. they are, but oh, they're narrow ones. Though. Yeah, very kind of m- bit musy. Musy. Yeah. A, a Tight, no garden. None of them. None of them got gardens for some reason. Brighton's not big in gu- for gardens. You've got Just, to see. What do you need? Well, yeah. I wonder if that's the reason. But that hardly any of them got garden. All these loads of houses. Why have a garden when you can go on the beach? Yeah. Well, anyway, it's a small. I'm going to say slightly older than Victorian terraced houses. So they lived in one of those. In one of well, the flat. Well, they lived in various houses. Edwardian. Yeah. Yeah, that's the next one. Edward. Next one up. Than yeah. That's the next one up. Down, up. Is it Edwardian or Georgian? Which order would it be? Um, yeah, good point. Georgian. George Edward George Edward George. Divorce beheaded. No, hang on. that's yeah. a different one. <laughs> uh, <laughs> They're in Berlin houses. <laughs> Berlin, Berlinish. Um, anyway, let's yeah. not fall out. Okay. <laughs> I don't think anyone's. I don't think anyone's going to. Right? I don't think anyone's going to write in. I need to know the age of these houses. <laughs> um, Just look it up. What's what's the internet's for? So they lived in. Just Google it or something. Yeah. <laughs> Kemp Street. I'm going to get a badge for that one, or T-shirt. That's my <laughs> catchphrase. Just Google it or something. So having moved into Kemp Street, Mancini, he took with him, among other things, uh, a large trunk, which he used as a, he threw a cloth over it, used as a coffee table in his yep. flat in Kemp Street. Yep. Uh, despite despite the, uh, the smell, <laughs> oh. there was an odour from this suspicious coffee table. Oh, right, right, okay. All the coffee that was spilt on top of it. Possibly, possibly. There was a certain amount of oozing oh, God. that some people observed and noticed. Okay. Yeah. Apparently not Those enough to... never uh, learn. They've been never... They never learn. There's one thing about criminals. They don't learn. Yeah. Do your research. <laughs> Just think about it. Or, yeah, or move... Here's the thing. Move out. Don't take the body with you. <laughs> yeah. Uh, so Mancini, because he was known to the police, Kay suddenly being absent was noticed. Sure. Mancini was questioned, and in a panic, he fled. Uh, as you no, would. As yeah, you yeah. Would. I thought you were going to say he confessed, but... Um, no, he did not. He didn't, because no one knows he did. Well, at least he didn't row out from the shore and feed it to a shark, because that never works out either. <laughs> <laughs> Funny how little no, works. It doesn't, does it? Yeah, so he was questioned about Kay's disappearance, and he, he basically he fled. But 
because police were investigating the other, the unrelated truck mm. case, and Kemp Street is quite near Brighton Station. It is. They yep. were searching places near the station, and they searched the flat at Kemp Street. There they found the trunk with the other body, with Kay's body. Oh. You want to see a dead body? On first search? <laughs> yeah, probably if, if experience has taught us anything, probably went in four times. Yeah. Found it. Yeah. So, how many bodies have been found in cases? Uh, three cases, two bodies. And where were the Brighton based trunks? In the same place? In the no, same one was found in the station. Oh, in the station. And in searching yes, sorry, addresses in the lost, around the station, they found... In lost the, property? In the lost property. <laughs> they found in the, in the flat in Kemp Street, they found the, the second body. Uh, the body because they were... But because they were kind of knew about Mancini anyway. Yeah. Because they were... People they knew they were, were aware of him. Dodge. But that was total luck that they... Completely. There's another... Completely. Right. Oh, okay. Right, right. So... Kay's gone missing. They know this couple. Or to say gone missing. She's suddenly absent. Yes. And they know this couple and they think, well, hang on a minute, that's a bit weird. So they go, yeah, ask, yeah. Him, ask him a couple of questions. Yeah. He panics. So he runs away. Well, not runs away from the police, but he no, after the interview, he goes. He's gone. Okay. But it smells. Meanwhile, there's another group of bobbies who are in investigating the, the Brighton trunk yeah. in the station. They go, yeah, yeah. let's search addresses nearby, see if we can dig up some clues because we can't. We don't well, know any, old, we can't any old addresses. Basically, yeah. Oh, okay. So, right, right. And one of the addresses they search is this place at Kemp Street. And they go, yeah, it's another trunk here. Was it the other oozing and smelling. Was it the other half? No, it's another person. This is completely... Oh, I know it's another trunk, but it's I another wondered person. if it was the same. Second body. Do you understand the words that are coming out of my mouth? Okay, let's okay. recap. Yeah, First yeah. body, unidentified. Two okay. trunks. <laughs> Two trunks. King's Cross, legs, torso, oh, yeah. unidentified, 25-year-old, nice yeah. pretty-feeted person. Yes, okay. No head, no arms. No head, no arms. Trunk number two, unrelated, Violet K, Kemp Street. Uh, Violet K. And it definitely was her, was it? Definitely was yeah, her. Yeah, right. Okay. She was a complete person. Crammed Body, it, it heads, a bigger tr- legs, bigger trunk. wallet, birth, dental records. Nice feet. <laughs> nice feet. Uh, no mention of her feet, oh, weirdly God. enough. Unremarkable. Her feet. Yes. Well, incomplete investigation. <laughs> <laughs> yes, but what are her feet like? That's what I'm interested to know. Um, there are channels for that sort of thing. I understand. <laughs> Just Google, Google it or something. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. <laughs> okay. Well, I'm up to speed now. You're up to speed. Yeah. Brighton was known at the time as the as the the queen of the watering places. <laughs> That was his, <laughs> one of its rubbish. One of its convoluted <laughs> nicknames. Queen of the watering. Queen doesn't of the mean watering anything. Places. A place of like water and baths and sea air and oh, really? health okay. and spa vigor. Watering places. You don't really say watering places. No, you don't. You might no. Say watering hole. This is nearly a hundred years ago, so yeah. I don't want to be called a hole. <laughs> <laughs> it's a watering place. It's a place of taking the waters. Do you see? Right, like oh, bath. Okay. Yeah. Uh, although having found yeah. two bodies, it it got the. Uh, Got Very another amusing nickname. nickname, Queen of the Slaughtering Places. Uh, there he is. Right, oh, okay. Do you see? Clever. Yeah. I mean, it's true. Well, yeah. Is that a slaughter too? <laughs> uh, slaughter? Well, we don't know, I suppose, know. do we? Yeah. Two or one and a half, technically. What else rhymes with... There we go. What else rhymes with water? Then we mm. can... Queen mm. of the... I suppose you could say quartering places. That's oh, much that's the same. Not bad. It depends what happened to the 
Well, bodies. one of the body was, was halved. Well, the arms, <laughs> the, the halving place. Well, we didn't get the head and head and arms. Yeah, right, so nearly a quarter. Quarter. Give quarter. It, call it a quarter. The place why I water. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Oh we'll come back to Moving this. swiftly on. Yeah. So, Kay's body was taken for post-mortem. Guess who did that? Hey. Um, our mate. Pillsbury Doughboy. <laughs> the Pillsbury Doughboy. Yeah. Sir Bernard Spillsbury. Yeah. Mancini was found and arrested in south-east London. He'd fled to London. Could have gone anyway. Hmm. Interestingly, the... Uh, he could have actually gone to Paris. Could have, yeah. So it goes to trial, 1934, December. They call witnesses. Uh, one witness said that Mancini asked for a false alibi. Some other... He asked for a false alibi. Don't you mean he gave a false alibi? No, he asked them to provide yeah. an alibi. Can I have a false <laughs> <laughs> Two false alibis and a packet of crisps. And a not guilty. <laughs> no, he asked someone to provide him with a false alibi. Yep. And... Um, there was a witness that said that Mancini claimed, I gave the missus the biggest hiding of her life. Yeah, right. But then, as I say, other witnesses said the pair had been a happy couple. You know, tempestuous relationship, as I say, but nonetheless. Now, Mancini himself, he claimed that he found her dead and he, he hid her body because of his criminal record. And the defence case was that, she, well, she was a pres- prostitute with a feisty character and could have been killed by just about anybody, frankly. And oh, as a, right, OK, because yeah. she knew you. Some wrongs. She knew some wrongs. Right, okay. And as a result, uh, at the end of the trial, he was found not guilty and released. Really? Because of that? Guilty of her murder? Of her murder, yeah. Good grief. Because the defence went along that. Yeah. Can't trust her. Anyone could have done it. Really? He found her dead. He was was dead. He was found in his house. In his under yeah. <laughs> he said he hid the body because he he's got a criminal record. He didn't want to get what he was getting, which was done stitched up like a kipper. Yeah, it's a bit flimsy, isn't it? And they were a Reasonable couple. Doubt it worked. They were a couple, yeah. But she was a prostitute. He said he found her dead, and he hid the body. So technically, it. his his crime would have been, I suppose, uh, interfering in the uh, you know in a burial, tampering with the tampering. Evidence. Yeah. Is that, yeah. Right. But if you, he was found um, not guilty of murder and released. If you <coughs> said your wife's not feeling very well, and then me and Mark find her in a wheeled suitcase <laughs> in your front room, I would say that you you did it. <laughs> I Just wasn't no. there when it never happened. Just a note for the future, in case you're wondering. Yeah. <laughs> Just so you know, <laughs> in case there's any doubt. <laughs> We're going to say... Would you agree? He done it. Oh, yeah, I'd say that regardless of the circumstances. <laughs> Even if we didn't <laughs> find it. Even if we didn't find anything. Nothing out of the ordinary at all. So, Wheels or something. not wheeled. <laughs> As the audience will attest. <laughs> he's definitely killed... Yeah, he's definitely killed somebody. Don't know who. Don't know what he did with the body. But there's definitely something <laughs> Just going Just haven't caught him yet. Yeah. <laughs> time will tell. Maybe... Yep. In 42 years' time, he'll confess. Because that... Oh, yeah. Is what Mancini did. 42 years later was... Watch the gears grind. 1975. Nicks. <laughs> <laughs> yes, 1970 Nicks. <laughs> was it? Yeah, 1976. He made a confession to a reporter from the News of the World. All right, I confess. I did it, you hear? And I'm glad. Glad, I tell you! 
So he yes, all so forty two. He spent forty two years a free man. Yes. And sorry, what did he say to the news? I did it. I I done it. No, what he said was that she she attacked him with a hammer. What are you doing with that damn hammer? He wrestled the hammer off her. She demanded it. And he threw it at her, and it whacked her in the head, and she did. Rubbish. What yeah. Well, it's, it's the com- confession. Right. It's still, well, right, <laughs> it still doesn't fine, matter right. how nonsense. Yeah. They accidentally threw a hammer at her left temple. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> <laughs> over and over no, <laughs> with hammers. <laughs> um, <laughs> right. Okay. So why did he confess to a well, uh, he's newspaper not reporter? So, you know, it's not going to be retried. They could try him for perjury, but. but it could have done but that a week later, though, couldn't it? Yeah. They, but in nineteen thirty. Or seven seventy nine. <laughs> um, but he chose to wait a long time. Yeah, he conf- like I say, it was forty odd years had gone by. Nineteen seventy six, and confessed to a reporter. Was said, that some yeah. statute that had expired at that point, or did he just? I don't, I don't honestly know, but I don't think like he needed the money. <laughs> get it off his chest. <laughs> yeah. Well, there wouldn't have been any evidence other than confession that he could have withdrawn at any time. He get could have been prosecuted for chest. perjury and. Yeah, but he it's can't not, be prosecuted not in the public for a newspaper. True. And it's the news of the world, so come yeah. on. <laughs> it's as yeah. good as the truth. <laughs> well, yeah. Right, right, right. So was there any fallout from that? Nope. Case closed. The because end. he was not guilty. Not originally. guilty. Yeah. Blimey. So we have one solved case. Yes, we do. I've just remembered the other one. Yeah, and yeah. one unsolved case. And the solved case did not get a conviction. How disappointing after all that. And the unsolved case was never... Was never... Un unsolved. Or solved. Or solved. To put it another way. <sighs> I'm getting a very empty feeling inside. <laughs> um, Un- unlike the trunks. Yeah. You would have thought it was an open and shut case. Me. <laughs> Bomb. <laughs> um Right. There was a recent um I think he was a spy, actually. There was a recent-ish uh, murder. I think it was in Pimlico where someone was found in a suitcase. But it's not a usually a receptacle for bodies, as far as I'm aware. <laughs> well, again, it's not the first time the body's been thrown yeah. in the trunk. Usually yeah. cast out to sea. Right, right. But not generally left in lost property or lost luggage. Or, or turned into a table. I guess you'd have to put a fair bit in the trunk, though, with it. Because... Bodies float, trunks rocks. float. Put rocks in it. Yeah. Rocks. Well, hang on, the trunk's very heavy, isn't yeah, it? But it's made of wood. Oh, right. It's made of wood. Wood tends to float. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Or rot. Eventually. Yeah. Right. Very interesting. <laughs> Join us next week. <laughs> <laughs> there, will, there will always be, uh, because of it's an interesting trope, you yeah, know, the body in the, in the, in the it is, box. isn't it? That's why are we talking about it. It's because you get you get loads of murders, but they are not always put in a everyday item. <laughs> Do you think that's why we're talking yeah. about it? I mean, I know it's an unsolved case, and it's a. It's interesting because I think for me, what it was found on the beach. It, no one would even yeah, it's on the beach. Yeah. No one, it wouldn't be, we would not be doing a podcast no. about it. No, for me, what's interesting about it is that they were searching, they were looking into one murder. Yes. And then yes, they yes, failed yes. to solve that, but they solved another one in the process. That was exactly the same. That was exactly the same. same. Yeah. Yeah, 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 yeah. 
Yeah. It's just weirdly coincidental. Yeah. And, you know, this serendipitous discovery of this, this second body. I had a look at unusual things that have been discovered and lost and found. <laughs> of course. Train stations. Gosh, I thought that sentence was going to be worse at, uh, than it did. <laughs> I had a look at some bodies in some trucks. <laughs> unusual things have been lost and found, left forever yeah. in lost and found. Because that's sort Here of how they found this body, wasn't it? it was just yeah. in the lost did you found. find that record I left on a train in 1983? <laughs> I bet they did. Uh, is this true? Yeah. I Which one did you leave? I, I can't remember. It was a Monty Python double vinyl. I don't remember the title of it. You can't say that to the person. No. Can't remember. <laughs> well, was it yours? I don't know. <laughs> well, it was a limited edition double vinyl Monty Python. How many had ever been done? I got. I'll just I go know. to the Monty Python vinyl section and see if I can find it. Well, there was one. Was there? In 1983, yeah. there was. <laughs> well, yeah, probably true, actually. Um, anyway, yes. Well, I came to the conclusion that there is no such thing as an unusual thing found in yeah. the lost and found section at a railway station. It's... I mean, it's just all of the things that people have. Yeah. There's nothing unusual. I see you have found a sacred peach tree of heavenly wisdom. But the, you, you find Full things size like... inflatable shark, you know, that's not an unusual thing. Not in my house. No. <laughs> There's like prosthetic arms Jesus. and legs, aren't there? Loads yeah. and loads <laughs> of all that rubbish. <laughs> like all manner of things that shouldn't be left and never yeah. picked up again. Yeah. Walking sticks and umbrellas. I've, I mean, that's I've got right. loads of them. Yes. Obviously, yeah. Well, yeah, but I never, under- I never understand it. No. It was raining when they came in. It was raining when they left. Yeah. No umbrella. Was it though? And they couldn't walk unaided on their way in. <laughs> but and they, yet they can't wheeled out. <laughs> but they were kind of, yeah. <laughs> they sprinted away. <laughs> on the underground, they did find one hundred and fifty thousand pounds in cash in an unmarked envelope. Now that was mine. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> And the only unusual thing about that was that somebody handed it in. Yeah, yeah, true. God bless the honest people. I know. There is a movie called, unsurprisingly, The Brighton Trunk Murders. It came out in 2002. What's that all about? I'll let everyone guess. I'll leave you to use your imagination. There's a couple of docudramas, one called Murder Maps, one called Murder by the Sea. Dramatisations of true stories. Um, and one one from 2017 murder maps it's uh, first episode of the third season and there's another murder by the sea did an episode on it as well so again in like t- 2018 recently so these are all written in, in the present century so but I can't find you know normally in these um, things we talk about stuff from the 30s then by the 1950 or something there would have been a film or something. it I does can't. sound as if it's kind of a film really isn't it and a kind of yeah gritty yeah, nice black and twist, white drama like you know like the third man yeah i was going to say one of, of that, those sorts basically. of yeah or i'm obviously thinking of brighton rock but that's just because i've got brighton on the brain <laughs> yeah but but that would be that would work just as well yeah you could make it noirish yeah because mm. that's what it is yeah i would think there would be something yeah uh, to my mind i immediately think oh this is a classic 50s kind hmm. of um yeah tale but no, but everything seems to be quite recent, which is interesting that they're revisiting it. Maybe it just hasn't been used yet. Off, they're working up enough. to it. Yeah, yeah. We'll see. I had a pair of Brighton trunks once. Of course you did. Yeah. My grandmother crocheted them for me. What are you talking yeah, yeah, about? My, yeah, my uh, my mum uh, always used to be given 
knitted swimwear. Yeah. yeah, it's not until you come out of the sea that you realise how much they chafe. Yeah, and well, and also <laughs> weigh. Yeah, well, oh, absolutely, and, and yeah. sag. A sag. Yeah. <laughs> They're at your knees before you get yeah. halfway up the beach. Yeah. Ah, so now when when we say trunks, we're talking about a swimming costume. We are. Yeah. We yeah. are. Yeah. yeah. No, not a knitted suitcase. <laughs> <laughs> no wonder you could. You go into body. the sea with your knitted trunks, and you yeah, come no, in. No, we are. No we're trunks. talking about a swimming costume. The um, it, bathing suit. It uh, yeah, it would. Well, obviously, it would just like a woolly jumper. Yeah. Would, yeah. Very heavy. Every child of the seventies had knitted <laughs> water wear. It's the the weight of that salt water. <laughs> <laughs> that has made you the man you are. Yeah, it is. <laughs> <laughs> if anyone wants to see those in action, no. I recommend. This is a total sidestep. I recommend the French film La Marie de la Coiffeuse or The, the Headdress's Husband. It which is has a great an excellent film. sequence of a because he's wearing out of the sea wearing knitted. Oh uh, yeah, yeah, okay. yes, yeah, yeah. No, that is a fantastic movie. Actually. It is, yeah, wonderful. Movie. So this week's movie recommendation is going to be nothing to do with the case we talked about, but we can heartily recommend The Hairdresser's Husband as a great movie. That's all for this time. If you want to know more about what we've discussed over the course of this episode, just Google it or something. You can see daily true crime updates on our Facebook, Twitter or Instagram. You can email us or you can support the show with a PayPal donation. And links to all of those are on our website at truecrimediary.co.uk. Don't forget to send us a review or post one in your podcast service if you can and all five-star reviews will get a shout-out on a future episode. Join us next time when we'll be similarly discussing and digressing on another event in true crime history. Until then, my thanks to Jed and Rue. My name's Mark and we'll see you on the next date in our True Crime Diary.